tired. So tired. Overtired. Hey, welcome to Overtired. I'm Brett Terpstra. I'm here with my usual co-host, Christina Warren and Jeff Severns-Gunsel. And rounding out what is turning out to be a very Minnesota show this week, we have many of... No, St. Paulite. What's the word? Hi, Patrick Roan. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to the show. I appreciate that quick correction. Is it Um, St. Paulista? What is you. Uh, so, so from- Minneapolis and St. Paul, uh, collectively referred to as the Twin Cities, are uh, divided essentially by the Mississippi River. Uh, Minneapolis is on the west of side of blood. the river, and St. Paul is on the east side of the river. Um, my wife often says that St. Paul is the last eastern city. Minneapolis is the first Western city. If you want to understand the kind of culture and uh, and and difference between, say, old money, new money, um, mm-hmm. sort of feel of both cities. Even just to be clear, geographically, it is not down the middle of this state or the country, uh, for that matter. No, geographically, that is <laughs> not true. But certainly, from a um, from a general feel standpoint, it's a very easy way to kind of um, come to one place and see kind of the the division between East and West uh, that happened uh, as, you know, the country was being settled further and further West um, and kind of uh, St. Paul being the, the first of the two cities to be settled. It kind of held on to its very... Um, uh, turn of the century Victorian feel, uh, whereas Minneapolis has not met a building um, older than ten years that it is not willing to tear down and replace. That it is not square, willing to tear down and erase flat. from memory. Yes, yes, they have no yep. problem doing so whatsoever. In St. Paul, yep. you would have like pitchforks and and uh, people with. Uh, fire sticks uh, trying to burn it down if you tried to does this seem accurate to to you jeff yeah starting in the 70s when a lot of cities but definitely minneapolis were like hey it's a new time this kind of old stuff that's all ornate this is just old let's get some new stuff going and pretty soon it's like wait what i didn't know new is going to be brutalist architecture and like (laughs) you know when (laughs) uh, you know we destroyed so much of what uh, would have been a real beautiful historic feel of this city and this downtown, especially. But Minneapolis has all the biggest buildings. Yes, all the tallest buildings. That is true. That's in, not in that, the state. That's, that's, that's for sure. Not a big that's, brag. that's not nothing. No. Let me tell you something about my city. We got some tall buildings. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but uh, we have a pretty heavy mental health bent on this show. Um, huh? which is, which is, yeah, it, it, huh. it happens on occasion. Uh, we have a whole corner dedicated to mental health. Um, which is why I asked Patrick to be on this week. Uh, Patrick is the president of the board of N- mental health, Minnesota. Is that right, Patrick? That That is correct. Yes. Mental health, Minnesota is an advocacy outreach and direct service organization whose mission is to uh, advocate for, provide help for, and to really help people start handling um, their whatever mental health crises, issues, whatever, uh, what they like to call before stage four, right? Um, that uh, that kind of 
one of our main things is to help people identify where they're at, provide peer uh, support for folks that is uh, one step down from uh, crisis or one step before um, crisis and the help to prevent it from getting to that stage. You are like a support line, don't you? Isn't yes. there a- Yes, it's called the uh, Minnesota uh, Warm Line, um, uh, kind of a play on hotline. Because not quite a hotline. All it's right. not a hotline, right? It's not. It's not a suicide prevention hotline. It's. It, it is a warm line that is staffed by certified peer specialists, folks with actual lived experience, uh, and are you know mental illness survivors themselves, uh, who. Um, are there just to talk um, to you when, hey, you're having you're having a bad day or you're feeling like something's coming on. You know, it's not quite like I don't you know, I, I'm not thinking about suicide, but I'm really I need to talk to somebody who gets it, you know, yeah. and my therapist isn't available because, you know, I, I mean, they're hard to get. And I only see them every other week and I don't really have anyone to talk to or I don't want to talk to my friends about this or I just want it to be anonymous. And so here's a place where uh, someone in that sort of situation can call and be able to talk to somebody who, who gets it and who's been there. Have you ever understands. Have you ever personally manned the lines? Uh, I have not personally manned the lines, but I I can say not anonymously that I have personally used the service. All right. Um, and what's great right, is so, that they have no idea who I am when I call. So, you know. <laughs> right. um, so in our mental health corner, we all do kind of a check-in. Um, I was thinking I would let either Jeff or Christina go first, uh, just to give Patrick a feel for how this goes, even though he has listened to a couple episodes. Just to set the mood, uh, Jeff, do you want to start? Christina, do you want to start? (laughs) (laughs) I will totally start. Um, Yeah, so um, I'm doing pretty well, I would say. I am been getting some – I'm still – my ADHD is one of those things that I struggle with sometimes because – there are aspects of it that can be beneficial and that I feel like I really have it under control. And then there's some weeks when I realize, Oh shit, I completely dropped the ball on this email or this other thing. And now I'm going to have to like do some catch up time on it. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to kind of work that through a little bit, but otherwise I cannot really complain too much. I feel like changing jobs and um, having a little bit more um, structure and, um, excitement around what I'm doing for the day job has actually really improved my mental health over the last six weeks or so. So that I'm, I'm in a good place. I don't have too much to, to talk about. We'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but uh, we, Jeff and I both saw the last episode of the download that you did for GitHub. Yeah. That is a GitHub production, right? Yeah. 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 It, yeah. it looks to me for all intents and purposes, like you're killing it at your new job. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so this is actually a, a kind of a, a funny story. So the download started at Microsoft, and um, I'd been doing it for about, I had like like 10 or 11 episodes before I, I moved over. And we, I'd had to have, I've had to sort of, um, you know, make a pitch to even like bring back a show that I'd been doing beforehand um, called This Week on Channel 9. Um, we'd 
had time off and and some formatting changes and I but I knew that the idea behind the show which is basically to cover the latest developer news of the week at the time it was through a little bit of a Microsoft lens now it's not which is even better for me and and I think for the audience um, and basically I, I read all the blog posts um, you know hacker news entries things on Reddit whatnot distill it into like a seven minute overview so that instead of having to spend your week trying to catch up, you can be like, okay, these are some of the cool things that happened or, or big product releases or security notes, yeah. what have you. And, and the show was successful. Um, but, uh, I had no expectation that we would be able to continue doing it at GitHub. And so my plan was, okay, well, I'm just going to, even though I just started this thing and we'd come up with the graphics and, and the editing style, I'm just going to recreate this. Uh, but it, it turns out that it was doing well enough that um, the Microsoft was like, well, we will still let you use our resources and, and editor, but it will live on the GitHub channel. And and now um, the, the editorial content will be um, broader because it'll be for the GitHub audience. So um, it, it's working really well. And, and I think people are liking it. So thank you both for watching it. And I'm, yeah. I know we'll talk more about it. But yeah, I, I'm yeah. feeling good about it. And that definitely does make me feel good about my job for sure. Right. Yeah, it was great. It was fun to watch. That's, that's awesome. Patrick right, goes wait. next. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> Cur- currently, um, you know, I, uh, a little bit before the episode, Brett and I talked about like my long history with stuff and folks that don't know me, you know, f- are probably not um, familiar to your regular listeners, uh, kind of my history. So I'll try to, I'll try to briefly cover it. Uh, but, uh, I was diagnosed as Mac depressive when I was 14, which was kind of the precursor to bipolar. Bipolar is not even a uh, word or term that entered the lexicon until I was in my twenties. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so what was considered, uh, uh, Mac depressive is now necessarily, you know, it's kind of now called bipolar. So I guess, uh, uh that's my current diagnosis uh, treated off and on my uh, entire life uh, for that uh, various ways and reasons um, you know up and down with various medications um, up and down with various uh, styles of of therapy and psychiatric intervention um, a couple of suicide attempts uh, in my attempts in my younger uh, time which led to you know various 72-hour holds and and things like that um and uh really uh you know struggled for um quite some time many many years with my mental illness um as it stands today and has been the case for about the past 15 years um i manage my illness uh through uh mindfulness and meditation practice uh, i uh, do not currently take medication um i'm not opposed to it certainly um and you know think it works for a lot of people and especially uh as time has gone on it's gotten a lot better for when i was on it um and so yeah big fan you know drugs are good um 
um, uh, even the recreational stuff sometimes uh, sure, is, sure. is a big help. And increasingly, as we know, they're they're finding uh, you know dropping little tiny hits of acid. Could oh be yeah, those hallucinogens can be great for depression and bipolar. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and I'm really excited to see a lot of the research that's coming out about that. And Michael Pollan Pollan um, wrote a book uh, about that, um, which uh, I have yet to read, but I hear is really really good if you're interested in such a thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's something that uh, plays a factor throughout my family to various degrees. Uh, my, my young, youngest daughter, my 14 year old, um, um, deals with anxiety, uh, and, and, uh, working through that and, you know, has therapy, uh, for that both, uh, at school, uh, she, they've got a great, uh, counselor, um, licensed therapist right at school that she, uh, sees almost you know, several times a week. Um, wow, and then, yeah, it's not great. Um, uh, that's and, amazing. Like, I'm, I'm so, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I just, I'm just like, that's, incredible because yeah well and yeah. i mean you know in fairness she goes to uh to a private school so that's not a you know there unfortunately you that's not the, there's the kicker well no 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 well, but, sure. even, but, even but even there private schools i, I went to a yeah. private school and and yeah. yeah i mean you know like i i had to go outside i had like my private mm -hmm. doctor and, and whatnot but it mm -hmm. certainly was not in a position where i could go a few times a week. So anyway, that's yes. incredible. Yeah. 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 Awesome. But the, you know, the therapist at school is kind of there to help her work through anxiety issues and, and things at the school that are happening at the school. Right. And so she also has a therapist. She sees, uh, uh, every other week, uh, outside of school, um, to kind of talk about everything else. Um, and to just have that outside here, uh, someone that's not kind of, invested in her life in any other way outside of just, you know, uh, the therapy portion. Um, but my oldest, uh, daughter, I've got two much older children from my first marriage. Uh, she's actually, uh, currently, um, involuntarily committed, uh, uh, institutionalized for lack of a better word. Um, as she was, uh, certainly, um, uh, well, deemed and correctly so a danger to herself and others. Uh, she severe mental illness, uh, you know, uh, what, uh, used to be called, uh, split personality or multiple personality disorder is now uh, referred to, I believe as personality disaffective disorder or something like that. Disassociative. Um, disassociative. Thank you. Personality disassociative disorder. Um, as well as a hell's hand basket of other, um, diagnoses. um, and, uh, you know, in and out of addiction in her attempts to self-medicate, uh, in and out of regular, you know, therapy, unable to hold down a job uh, because of the severe mental health issues. Um, and uh, so about five years ago, she was uh, committed um, and is about a month away from uh, getting uh, into a group home situation, getting released from there, uh, getting out, putting, you know, she'll live in a group home for, you know, six months, a year, for however long is needed until she can kind of uh, get back on her feet. But she is, um, you know, talking to her on the phone and visiting her regularly down in St. Peter, Minnesota. I can uh, honestly say she is as healthy as she has ever been in her entire life and is the absolute best thing that could have happened to her. It is shitty the way that she ended up there, but 
the i mean it, it literally uh you know assuming that she kind of stays on top of things and she really has uh she's saying the right things and doing the right things and thinking in the right way and that sort of thing i really think she's got a chance for success at living an otherwise uh, normal and healthy life as best she can um so, so. how are you patrick yeah, oh my. yeah, and, 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 I, <laughs> and, and also I just want to comment like it's amazing, I, and I think I'm sure a lot of this comes with your role and your advocacy, but being as open about this stuff is is really refreshing. Um, you know, yeah, here's the that. deal, right? And and that is that we really we we got to be open, and kudos to you all for talking about this every every week and laying your cards out on the table because. Gosh, you know, what I would have given at age 14 to have you, to have you guys, to have someone out there talking about this stuff, that I wasn't this like crazy person, that I was someone, and now I'm going to start tearing up because I, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Um, don't show me like any greeting card commercials because I get really just like a complete puddly mess. But, um, you know, or anything involving like daughters and, and fathers and they're, they're coming home from college and he's like any of those sorts of commercials. Like there was an AT&T one a while back. I was just like, every time it would come on it just, they would flow, but no, seriously. Um, I can't tell you how needed this is and how much we need to keep doing this and how much we need to do this out in public to everybody at the dinner table at the, we need to talk about this stuff because I was alone you know, 40 years ago, I was all alone. Yeah. I felt that way. At least I didn't know anyone who had any mental health illness issues Didn't know anyone who was manic depressive. I didn't know anyone who was seeing psychiatrists or a therapist. I didn't know anyone taking medication. I didn't know anyone, you know, and I had evidence all over my family that this was a issue genetically in yeah. my family, but I never connected those dots and no one ever talked about it. Yeah, well, like so. 20 years ago, I I should have been diagnosed as bipolar and ADHD. But even then, I should say more like 30 years ago, it, the people I did know who, who had acknowledged mental illnesses were ostracized mm -hmm. to an extent where I didn't. I didn't want to be diagnosed with anything. Yeah. Uh, after after some suicidal ideation, I was sent to a psychiatrist who uh, said I was depressed and tried to put me on lithium, and it didn't go well. and And I just left it, and I didn't try again nope. for another fifteen years. Yeah, uh, and and because there just there wasn't there weren't any examples out there, and I feel like kids growing up right now have something that. Even even the youngest of us, even Christina, didn't have yeah. as a kid. No, no, not 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 even remotely. And in fact, um, you know, I was because I had to be. I because I did not have an excuse when I was in high school. I had to be open with my teachers about the fact that I was going through the, the depression and the anxiety and the terrible um, uh, process of of changing out medications, and and that was impacting my schoolwork. And they were not at all understanding at, at the first high school that I was at. I've talked about that yeah. before. They were not, and this was supposed to be one of the best schools in the state. And they mm -hmm. could not have been less understanding and cared less. And in, you know, um, a relatively short period of time, that the, the behavior that, that they showed would be completely unacceptable now, which is mm. awesome, which is great. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that the only reason it changes is because of people like Patrick and because we do more to get to show to, to you know, have for the 14 year old us doesn't mm-hmm. have to feel alone anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's the only reason that we've had progress. And so, yeah, I, I, um, I mean, I, I could tear up thinking about it too, but it's, it's, I'm so, so, so happy that 14 year olds today, um, yeah. not to have say they therapists they in their school anymore. for God's sakes. You know? right. right. But, but they don't, it's not, it's, they don't have to face the same level of stuff that, that we did. And, and that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's so blessing. So I, I will answer the question. Um, you know, today I'm fine, but that's today. Um, every day sure. is a different thing. And I've, I've written about this. I've got a post that people want to look it up called The Piggyback Guy, which is really the best way I've found uh, to uh, to describe what it's like to live with a mental illness and more specifically with depression. Um um, but is that on uh, microblog, uh, uh, it's on patrickrone.net. Just uh, just do a search for uh, Patrick Rohn piggyback guy and you'll find it. Um, it'll in be any case, in the show notes, terrific. Um, so basically, I, I describe it like this it's like having a 300 pound guy who's mean and smelly and horrible, and he's demanding a piggyback ride. It's all he wants. It's simple. He just wants a big back ride. And, um, you know, you don't want to give him a piggyback ride. And sometimes he's off in the corner just sulking and you barely even know he's there. And, you know, you can just safely ignore him. You know, he's there. You know, he, he's always there. He never disappears. But, you know, he's like, you can't hear him. Yeah, some days you wake up, you know, and he's like right over your shoulder. And he's just going in here. He's saying, hey, give me a fucking piggy rack, man. What's your fucking problem? Look, look, are you some sort of asshole? Because you won't give me one. Because, I mean, the, like, that's all I'm asking for is really not much, man. Just give me the fucking ride, you know? And you're going to, oh, geez, I don't, I, I know. Because I know if I give you the ride, I know where, no, no, no. I'm going to be good this time. I'm going to get right off. It won't be long. You just carry me a block, man. Uh, half a block. I don't care. Just let me get on your back. No, no. And, you, and you're fighting him all day long. And he's trying to get his piggyback ride. And then he starts yelling. He's like, you know what? You're a fucking piece of shit, man. You're a horrible person for not giving me a ride. What kind of horrible person doesn't like give his friend a piggyback ride? You're just maybe you should just die. Right. And and like, you know, it's, it's really horrible and really hard to ignore him. Some days you wake up and he's literally sitting on your chest. And you can't move. You can't get out of bed. And he's just breathing in your face. And he's just brooding. And you know that the only way you're ever going to get rid of this guy, the only thing that will give you peace is death. That you're going to have to live with this asshole for the rest of your life and every single day put up with some level of his shit. That's what it feels like. And some days, most days, he's off in the corner and you can ignore him. Last Wednesday for me, he was right over my shoulder, and I don't know why. There was nothing that caused it, right? And today, I have no idea where he is, but I know he's there. I can't see him. I don't know. You know, I'm going about my life, but I know that the rest of my life, I'm going to go about it knowing he's there somewhere um, at various levels and degrees, and that the only way I'm going to be able to kind of um, 
you know, deal with that, live with that is to, um, you know, accept it, work my way through it mentally, recognize that on the days when he's really close, that may be a day that I need to rearrange some things or I need to take it a little bit easier on myself or I need to just, you know, go, okay, that's, that's today. And that's the way today is going to be. And I'm just going to be quiet and get through it. I wrote a long piece a couple years ago about my bipolar addict shadow and I don't remember the exact metaphor I used in the piece, and I never published it. Um, I wanted feedback on it, but I was too embarrassed to get it before I put it out. Um, but yeah, this idea of this almost outside force that that I struggle against and with and sometimes succumb to uh, that is just constantly going against what I know is good for me, mm -hmm. uh, going against what I know I should, according to, you know, the rest of the world, what I should be feeling, what I should be thinking. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I, I hear you. I get that. Yeah. Lies. Yeah. Where the euphoria lies. <laughs> uh, one could take that as, <laughs> as you know, yeah. where it lives, where it lays down and, you know, but also <laughs> mm -hmm. where it lies to, but you. also where it deceives you. Yeah. yeah, file under poet, but didn't know it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. That is nice. I, I, I mean, I immediately heard it both ways when you said it. Yeah. Because you are a poet at heart. <laughs> um, I, no, no, because you know, I, I, you know, words mean things, and and uh, so. I, 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 I find I find it interesting when we choose them so so um, uh, both uh, accurately and ambiguously. That's what makes you a great writer. Great writer, Patrick. Thank you, Brett. I appreciate that. I love I love words. You, I very much love you. You know that. I love you too. <laughs> if you're a software engineer, you've been there. It's 9 p.m. You're finally unwinding from work. Your phone buzzes with an alert. Something's broken. And your mind's already racing at what could be wrong. Is it the back end or the front end? Is it global? Is it the server? Did I introduce a bug in my last deploy? Now the whole team's scrambling from tool to tool and messaging person after person to fix the issue. That won't happen if you get New Relic. New Relic combines 16 different monitoring products that you'd normally buy separately so engineering teams can see across their entire software stack in one place. More importantly, you can pinpoint issues down to the line of code so you know exactly why the problem happened and can resolve it quickly. That's why the dev and ops team of DoorDash, GitHub, Epic Games, and more than 14,000 other companies use New Relic to debug and improve their software. Whether you run a cloud-native startup or a Fortune 500 company, it just takes five minutes to set up New Relic in your environment. The next 9 p.m. call is just waiting to happen. Get New Relic before it does. And you can get access to the whole New Relic platform and 100 gigabytes of data free forever. No credit card required. Sign up at newrelic.com slash overtired. That's N-E-W-R-E-L-I-C dot com slash overtired. Newrelic.com slash overtired. So we have wasps. And why? 
Why do you have well, wasps? I think, wasps that fly? I think there's a yes. nest. We have this vent that goes from our bathroom to outside. And it goes a straight line from the bathroom fan to the side of the house where it goes out. And we're pretty sure that wasps built a nest in there. And me, I'm like, okay. So we call Orkin. We get a bunch of chemicals sprayed in there and we just deal with this shit. My girlfriend, however, is chemically sensitive and uh, was not anxious to douse our home in chemicals. So what she came up with, she got a diffuser like this, like aromatherapy shit Mm -hmm. uh, that like you put you put your essential oils into and she filled it up with like highly concentrated mint. Mm. hung a, a basket under we we put a command hook on the wall and then there was a plant hook near the vent and she strung it she strung a basket so that it was within about six inches of the vent plugged it into the wall and just piped mint turned on the fan and piped mm-hmm. mint through that vent for about four days straight mm-hmm. and smoked them out I haven't seen a wasp since. But hold on, hold on. There's an in-between point. cold. What? What? There's an in-between point, because I was on a Zoom meeting with you when you were on your porch and and had to step away every few minutes. Like, the mint, it wasn't like this is going to end the wasps. It was like, this is going to make them disoriented. They're going to fall out of here. No, no. It was going to make them move. (laughs) The idea was to gradually make them so uncomfortable that they would decide to make a nest somewhere else. And for the last week, I really haven't seen... There was one wasp in my fucking office that (laughs) I didn't see until it was four inches from my face and I screamed like a, 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 a young woman <laughs> that sounded sexist. I like I'm sorry. I can hear your to young women doing, everywhere. I'm not going to say girl, but you can't say well, well, it's high pitched. You know, someone who hasn't. Who, I screamed yeah. like a pathetic 43 year old man. Yes. Um, who's scared and, of wasps. And, yes. And who's scared to death of wasps. Yeah. And I, I grabbed a, a magazine and I beat the shit out of that wasp. <laughs> but other than that, I have not seen a single wasp and I am. I'm hesitant to say the problem is solved, but I honestly think L's mint therapy for the wasp might actually have done some good. I don't know if it's the therapy that says, which is more genius, the therapy or the basket strung between two points. (laughs) It was very clever. She's very good. She she knew exactly what to look for at the store. Like command hooks. I had never heard of them. But it's a thing that, like, oh, yeah. you can adhere to a wall and then it pulls off clean. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stuff. 3M, yeah. Brett, by, yeah. by local. Yeah, I was going to um, say, right? I, I, I um, and Minnesota should know that. I was going to say, I, I should, uh, I, I'm aware of them, even though, like, I have the messiest office in the world. But when I have, like, plans of finally making it clean, I'm like, oh, yes, I will use command hooks to adhere to things right. so that it doesn't leave a, a gross residue. But <laughs> no, the basket and the mint therapy. I'm, I, I hope that that is helping. I'm like you. I I have a great fear of wasps. I think because I got stung by one when I was like two or three years old, mm, and yeah. that has stuck with me. And I it's weird because n- I'm not I'm not really afraid of of a lot of things. I don't like bugs, and I'm very allergic to um to to insects. Um, like 
nothing that would put me into like, um, uh, you know, apoplectic shock. I don't think, but, um, <laughs> so far, so far, but no, I mean, they're, they're like, I can be out and there could be mosquitoes for a second and people are like, Oh, it's not that bad. And I'll wind up with a welt so bad on my ring finger that they almost had to cut my, my wedding ring off of my, my, oh. my hand. Um, we were fortunately, I was able to get like a, a steroid, um, so that we didn't have to do that. But, um, I, uh, yeah, I remember being stung by a wasp when I was really little. And like, to this day, that's one I, of the few things I'm like, nope, 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 to nope. The, to the best of my recollection, I have never been stung by a wasp. But when I was about 10 years old, I was hiking with my grandfather on my dad's side. And we were in Missouri and there was an underground, I think, yellow jacket hive. Mm-hmm. And I... There were two people in front of me who both stepped on it before I got there, but I was the third and final straw. And I stepped on that hive. I got stung about 50 times. Oh, my God. And the weird thing is, now I am scared of wasps, but I don't give a shit about bees because I've been there. I've done that. Like, I can survive. I can survive all the bees you can bring. No problem. But a wasp? Or a hornet? Oh, I'm right. scared shitless. <laughs> well, and and we all remember like like the the classic Macaulay Culkin film, My Girl, right? Yeah, I, did I didn't not. see my. Girl. Never saw it. Huh? Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Patrick. 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 Who, was Patrick. who was the female star? Was that Drew? That no, wasn't Drew Barrymore. That was like one of those. No, no, that was Anna Klumski. No, so, yeah, it, it there Anna you Klumski go. Yeah, who, Anna Klumski. Yeah. Yes, who, who went on to be on Beep? Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, no, but 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 Macaulay Culkin. Spoiler alert for a thirty-year-old movie uh, is is killed by a bee, <laughs> uh, bee, bee sting, oh. and uh, and it's very 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 sad. And if you are like of a certain age that is one of like the defining like childhood moments <laughs> as watching the most famous yeah. child star in the world die from a bee sting. Yeah. I, by yeah. the way, mosquitoes do not fuck with me. Uh, really? So For years. Like, I am every, very jealous. Everyone would be like swatting mosquitoes, yeah. welting up and I wouldn't get a single bite. They well, you would, know why that is. Brad. See me and they would run. Well, it's because they're all fucking with me. Like, every mosquito in Minnesota is on (laughs) me. So, they're leaving the rest of you alone. Yeah. I'll take my thank you. There there was two two years where I suddenly attracted every mosquito, and I would get huge welts from them. Like, I would react way more than a mosquito bite. I would get welts, and then it ended, and now I'm back to mosquitoes don't fuck with me. So, I'm happy. So I uh, just uh, FYI. Um, so uh, one of the things is someone who in a crowd is the only one who gets like bitten by mosquitoes somehow. <laughs> um, uh, I've actually looked into this. Um, and uh, I'm also one of those people where the when the temperature gets above 70, I just start pouring buckets of sweat. Like it doesn't matter. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm very, very hot sensitive. I just get used to sometime around this time of year, just literally being wet all the time. I'm always wet. I need to change my t-shirts, you know, sometimes two, sometimes three times a day. Um, and mosquitoes apparently really, really love guys like me who sweat a lot. Uh, mm. That's what attracts them is that that that, uh, that sweat, that odor, that the, the, the saltiness and all of that. Like that's what that's why I'm so much more prone to them. Mm-hmm. That all leads to my question for Brett, which is, can you tie it to anything else that has changed around those times when you like 
you know, did you make any mental note about, hmm, you know, I switched to a different medication for my, you know, bipolar, or I did this, or I did that, and something changed about your body chemistry? That's a really good question, which leads me to note that um, I am really bad about drawing correlations, or I'm Mm -hmm. really bad at drawing correlations. I do not pay enough attention to, like, for example... I can have intestinal issues, but not tie them to what I ate the day before. Like my brain hmm. just does not connect the dots. And I have such an ADHD memory that putting together long-term changes like that is nearly impossible for me. So it is very possible that, uh, that, that it was all, you know, tied to an event or a change that I will probably never remember. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I would be very curious to find that out. Um, you know, I, I, I know that it, you know, it, it does have to do with your own personal body chemistry and that some people are more prone to getting, uh, getting bit by mosquitoes than others just because of that. Also blood type plays yeah. a factor as well. Oh, does it? Yeah. I, I'm curious about that because yeah, I am I am extremely allergic to any sort of like 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 uh, mosquitoes and and uh, uh, ants uh, um, any anything like in the mosquito family actually like ants aren't in their family but I'm allergic to ants too. Uh, yeah. but mosquitoes like there there have been a couple of instances when things in that family have been flying around and just kind of like bit me on the arm and in you know. 30 minutes, like it's this gigantic welt and people are like, Oh my God, do you have to go to, you know, like, like the doctor or something? Yeah. So, so Christina, what you're saying is that you will never be visiting Minnesota. That if I want to meet you in person, I have to come to you. (laughs) Well, I might, I might, I just might have to, you know, find a way to be indoors. A lot of the time, I will say this, I will never go on like a lake vacation sort of thing. in Minnesota, right. Like I'm not going to go to like, I'm not going to do like the whole, like great, like outdoors, you know, family park thing, like what hot American summer thing that I'm not going to do. No no boundary water. Yeah. No, no no canoeing. No, no. And, and, no, I, I mean, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, I, I go to try, but it, it would probably be painful for me. I, uh, so, uh, I grew up in Atlanta and we have a lot of mosquitoes and things there too, but like mm-hmm. the worst moments of my life were always when my parents would force me to go to, to camp types of things, because I was just like, I'm going to be so miserable because of the bugs. Yeah. Did you have to go to Bible camp? No. Oh man, I did. Oh, I'm so sorry. First yeah, cigarette, first homosexual experience, Bible <laughs> camp. Yeah, I mean that that tracks honestly. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my my friend Andrew, who yeah, my my, my friend growing up like in, in high school, my friend Andrew, a uh, very religious mom, very gay uh, kid who uh, did not want to be gay, but is just as gay as gay can be. And his mom like bribed him with a car to like go to like a gay conversion camp and whatnot, sure. where I where I think he like fucked he got the instructors. Into being very which, sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was already very, very to all those gay people who want to be gay, who who grew up as kids thinking, you know, it would be really great if I were gay. But he he was like, especially then he he, like he was like, oh, I I think I I think I I think it can be a choice. I think I can change things. And and my mom and I would and my mom and I would be like, honey, no, like this is is who you are. I grew Um, up in that. I grew up in that. Pray the gay away. Like 
I, oh, totally. We well, were that was visited by people who would give their testimonials about how I used to succumb to yes. the homosexual temptation, but I well, prayed the gay away. I mean, that's what his mom would do. And, and we were, my, my, my parents were kind of like aghast at that and, and, and took him in for a while. And, um, but yeah, no, uh, that he like, much like you, like Bible camp, I think a lot of his religious camp things that were really, <laughs> really out there was like the most like, um, debaucherous experiences. Man. To, yeah. yeah. Between, between Boy Scouts and, and, and Bible camp, I think most of my, most of the proclivities I ended up, you know, embracing as an adult <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably started at camps. Yeah. Yeah, well, my mom was an actress, and so I grew up with nothing but gay people. Right. See, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I went, I was gonna say, I went to drama camp, which was like the one camp ostensibly for you know gay kids, and uh, and so you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the all, like all all of my you know my mom was a single mom, and. Uh, all of the men in my life, like father figure, you know, sort of people um, were gay men, every single one. So I, I sent no fewer than five emails to Patrick before today's episode. And uh, we, we've changed our format in recent weeks. And what I should have done uh, after after my last episode with Alex and the snafus that we went through there is I should have created a single text expander snippet to inform guests of all of the things that we do on this show. The mental health corner, the, the requirement to record in Chrome, the graptitude list, like all of this could be in one snippet that I just shared with every guest. And if I use text expander... I could just have it with a fill-in so I could say, hey, guest name, here are all the details you need to know. And I could have done it in just a few keystrokes if I had set up a text expander snippet, which I am totally doing right now. Uh, Patrick and I discussed this. It is something that absolutely needs to happen. Today's episode is brought to you by Text Expander, which I really should be making better use of right now. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more and get 20% off your first year. That's TextExpander.com slash podcast. So we haven't had a media segment for weeks now, and we don't have time for all of us to go into our favorite TV, but I'm really curious what Patrick watch, watches on TV. Okay, yeah. So... I was explaining this to Brett before the show that, you know, uh, my wife and I are not necessarily big TV people. We, um, you know, we, we definitely have, you know, several of the streaming services or whatever, but the TV is not a prominent part of our lives or even a prominent part of our house. Like, you know, a lot of people's houses, you walk into the living room and there's a nice big screen TV there. Ours is uh, in a room we call the library off to the side. Um, and we very intentionally like, you know, sit down to watch X and we usually watch one show at a time that, you know, might have several episodes streaming. We could quote unquote binge it, but we never do. We generally watch maybe an episode or two a week. Um, and it's very unusual that we will, uh, watch more than that. Um, and generally we watch together 
And so generally, and I'm saying generally for a reason, because there are certainly many cases that fall outside of that, as you might see, um, we'll, we'll decide together what it is that we want to watch. Um, but there are those things that I know that are not going to be her cup of tea, but are very much my cup of tea. And I will go out of my way to watch those separately, you know, sneak in a, an hour here or a half hour sure. there at the end of the night or sure. whatever to, and just do it on my own. Um, uh, so uh, right now, the ones, uh, you know, all the ones we're watching are ones that we watch together. Uh, and they're kind of boring and pedestrian. I know um, we uh, are big fans of the show. This is us. Um, yes. which is a show on, on uh, NBC, but we watch it uh, the night after um, when it's available for streaming on Hulu um, and is currently in its final season. And I believe its final episode airs next week. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I was going to say that the, the series finale is coming up, right? Yes, that is correct. And, you know, as we've already established, I'm very much a crier. And so this is That's the way show. that I, get you I, I cry every week. You know, I, I make sure to get my, my good cry in. Um, and then I curse the show. Both my wife and I sit there after every episode going, this fucking show, I hate this goddamn show. Why does it do this to me? And, and we're, we're just puddles of tears. And it's a great bonding experience. Um, also, uh, the second uh, the second season of a show called Hacks just came out on HBO, yes. uh, which is fantastic. It follows uh, a aging uh, Las Vegas uh, comedian um, uh, and uh, a young millennial comedic writer that she hires, um, almost reluctantly so. And uh, they have this very interesting, forge this very interesting relationship. And not only is it our... Um, just really funny and a good dynamic. Uh, uh, but, you know, it, it really does touch on a lot of those, you know, the aging uh, comic is like not that far off from my age, um, you know, and uh, the millennial is very much like everything we hate about millennials. Um, and, <laughs> sorry, Christina. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Every, everyone hate, look, no, look, look, we, we are the most hated generation for a reason. It's fine. Well, well, but, but see, I'm an Xer, so we people forget, we, even the millennials forget know, was, that we exist. Oh, so. oh, no, 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 I know. My, my, my husband's an Xer, so, so he, he likes to say that all the time. He's like, well, everyone forgets about us, but we like it that way. And I'm like, yeah. 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 I, I, okay. I, I, okay. I, I like it that way. It's just that we know that we're the ones actually, it. we've gotten used to it and we're the ones just doing the work and not giving a shit. You, you and the boomers can have <laughs> well, it out. And, and we don't care. <laughs> totally. Totally. Also, also in fair, I mean, and I've always argued this, like the Xers defined the culture that like the millennials really were currently enjoying most. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah not and, only are they and, obsessed and with, so, but they're recreating it currently right now. Well, and all of the services we use every day came from Xers. Xers. Mm-hmm. Well, well, some of them. I mean, Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. I mean, that's my generation. So, like, all right, yeah. fuck that. I'm off Facebook. I'm off Instagram. <laughs> I'm Xer only from here oh, on out. That, that's you, that's you, what it took. If it wasn't, if it wasn't created by Xers, dude, they give yeah, you so no, many I'll other other reasons. That's the one that you're choosing. <laughs> I I know. I know. The, the, the fact is, I I will never even claim to be leaving Facebook. Uh, until until something better comes along, like I wouldn't have left MySpace until Facebook existed. Mm-hmm. I understand the value of 
uh, social media with critical mass. Mm. And until something gets critical mass, it's not worth giving up, you know, what's currently working. As many problems as it might have with Zuckerberg, with Facebook, with Instagram, with all of that, it's 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 where it's where things happen. And yeah, and I can't. I- I can't. I just can't. I, my my wife uh, is very uh, very much a Facebook person. I have never uh, really enjoyed the interface for Facebook, and I'm as you may uh, know and have, <laughs> can tell, I'm very much a look and feel guy. I'm very much an interface guy, and I I get stressed out just logging into Facebook. Um, and so I have a Facebook account. I keep it there. I never post to it. Uh, the main reason I have it is for those times when my wife says. Oh, you should go come look at this on Facebook. And right. that happens about maybe every three to four months. And I'll log in and I'll look at something and I'll be, oh, okay. Um, and then I'll, I'll not log in again for several more months until she does that again. Um, I mostly just follow accounts that post memes. I just love memes. <laughs> You're such an I'm, old man. I know, I know right? My wife is a big fan of the, of like, you know, of course the algorithm does nothing but, you know, feed her uh, stupid animal videos. And so she, she just loves those. Loves. Do you mean stupid animal videos? Well, or cute, adorable, adorable, you know? Yeah. Uh, Stupid. I follow entire accounts on Instagram that are nothing but like puppy and cat videos. Yeah. Love that shit. You, you you and my wife have the same algorithm apparently. (laughs) My my friends that, that I worked with at Mashable back in the day, they created this side project that I think it was just a little bit too ahead of its time, but it was called the Fluffington Post. And it oh was my just gosh. Like, <laughs> and it was just like a collection, like it was like a daily digest of like cute animal stuff. And 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 the title was was actually brilliant. So yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. Ship it. Ship it. <laughs> That's that. That right there. I don't know why. Why? Why is that not a thing? Because uh, you literally would like fill that with ads and make millions of dollars. I know. I think they were just a little bit too ahead of their time. I just pulled up those site. It still exists, but it hasn't been updated since December, and it hadn't been updated a lot. But like, this is the sort of thing oh that gosh. they should have turned into a very successful, um, like Facebook page or something. S- somebody should come along and offer them a few hundred thousand for that because that's easily, I agree, e- easily, easily a million dollar property. Easily agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I realized today I had, uh, I had breakfast with my parents and I brought my girlfriend along, which is rare. I don't usually subject her to my parents. Um, but we, we agreed for Mother's Day, we agreed to play some games. My mom loves playing games. And so today we we had breakfast and we played some catchphrase with my parents, which is always a blast when you play with fundamentalists and words come up like sex change or 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 heavy petting and 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 you're teamed up with a fundamentalist Christian and you have to come up with words. One of my words today was was choose and my immediate reaction was to go to go fetal just talk about fetuses and oh my god i I avoided but then brown sugar came up and i couldn't help but start with it's a type of heroin 
that the Rolling Stones sang about, and I got nowhere. In fact, we lost. We lost that. The buzzer went off because I spent so long trying to get my mom to guess brown sugar because I started off on the wrong foot. All of this to say, I've realized I picked up my mom's my mom's uh, obsessive need to host. Like she is always, she wants to direct the conversation. She wants to make sure everyone is uh, having a good time and talking about things that matter. And and I think that happens with this podcast. I feel like I demand the host role. That said, I think it's time for gratitude. That was all a way of me getting to wow. say. Was that a? I yeah. That was that- the longest walk. We that have ever like taken to get the gratitude. When you're a kid and it's like choose four and you do the <laughs> and you open up four, and, you know. <laughs> let's do let's do a gratitude. Um, uh, since I'm you know hosting, apparently, uh, not your fault, my fault. I'm hosting because I, I demand that. Um, Jeff, what do you have for gratitude this week? Um, just a really quick and practical one. I ended up using it this week. Um, there are lots of ways to do batch file name renames, um, but I use a I use an app called Name Mangler more often than not. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than writing a script or figuring out other ways to do it, it's by this um, developer, Many Tricks, Many, Many Magic Tricks, tricks. Many Magic Tricks. Um, <laughs> Name Mangler is just something where you know if you're like me and you've got just a total digital mess half the time. And sometimes that's even true. Just I take on a work project and it's got a bunch of files in it and I want to standardize the files, the file names. Like you just dump all the files into the app and then you start, you start creating conditions. And if it meets certain conditions, it's going to just rename all those things, whatever you tell it. It's just fast and pretty and such a practical, practical thing. Um, It's probably why I've never really learned uh, scripting this problem (laughs) because they've made it so easy that it doesn't even justify me like spending time on the front end so that from then on I have, you know, something automated. They just, they've, they've done what needs to be done to, you know, they do regex, they do find and replace all this stuff. Um, so as a super practical example, I have a database of a hundred some interviews for a project I'm working on and I changed the naming convention at some point because these interviews have been ongoing um, over three or four years. This is just a chunk of them. And I just wanted to standardize all the names. So I was able to dump all of the different files in and then just say, hey, the ones that match this, I want them to look like the rest of these files. It's just, it's slick is all. Yeah. And it's well, well done. And I love I many tricks too. Many tricks could be a, a choice on its own. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm pulling up many magic tricks. I know it's called many tricks <laughs> many magic. right now, which I think is a two person shop, at least on the website. Um, but, oh, they make Moom, of course. What was I thinking? Moom. Yeah. <laughs> Many Tricks mm-hmm. has been featured in Graptitude before. I have not used anything else of theirs. What Just is the, what's the, there's like a file search tool that they make. Um, I'm looking now. I'm blanking on what it's called. It's amazing. I will tag on to this to say, uh, and it may be a pick of mine in the future, but Forklift, the file manager, yes, which is like the opposite of, well, com- uh, competitor to Pathfinder. Uh, mm. Forklift, if you select a bunch of files and hit return, which in Mac OS would be how you rename a file, mm-hmm. you hit return, it will pop up 
a name mangler style dialogue that you can use search and replace and regex to rename and, and sequential naming to rename multiple files. And it's built into like uh, that's it's not a reason to buy it on its own. If all you need to do is bash rename files, uh, name mangler is amazing. But if you want a file manager that can also incorporate that kind of functionality, Forklift is awesome. Mm, that's great. There's also, I mean, I should add too, like you can run scripts through um, name mangler, but also you can just, you can save like essentially templates. So like if there's a, I get, I get a lot of files from people. Like I sometimes manage interview teams in the, yeah qualitative work that I do. So if you know that you're going to be getting just a ton of things for people, you can use name mangler and a template to just make sure that you're like making sure those are like standardized every time you could do this through Hazel too. I've done it through Hazel Yeah, or it's just like, there's a folder and if it goes in there, then things happen. <laughs> but man, I just want to say name mangler. I love you. And despite the fact that I can do some of this stuff elsewhere, that's what I reach for. It's like what we were talking about last week with, um, with Jesse's apps, uh, with task paper and bike and all those. It's the kind of thing where it's like, I use it all the time because there is almost no time between me deciding I need it and me using it. There's like no obstacles in that yeah. space. It just feels very natural. Like, like, I know I want to lift my arm and I just lifted my arm. Anyway, I'll stop there. <laughs> Man, I kind of want to make, I, I kind of want to pick Moom for mine this week. Ooh, yeah, uh, Moom is to make great. This like a, to make this a many tricks week, but I will wait. Um, I know Patrick has two. Are we going to allow two? Ooh, that's yeah, fine. we'll yeah, let two. Absolutely. Patrick, well, and, give, and, us, and, give us and a mainly, couple. Well, because just like that, there's there's small one-trick ponies kind of. Well, that's not true of one of them, but, but they're small. They've both been around for a long time. They've both been through uh, several different developer hands, so they're almost kind of like uh, like different stewards take them on and bring them to that next point and to that next level, right? Um, and they both have recently received uh, updates. So uh, they are, um, and maybe they've been covered before. I don't know. I, I only listened back a certain, uh, a certain <laughs> amount. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, Jump Cut for Mac. Uh, jump cut is oh, wow. a, oh yeah, the jump cut's great. Yeah, a, a little uh, a multiple clipboard application that lives in your menu bar. Um, but that's not the way that I ever access it. Is uh, you know I I use the key command uh, to bring it up. Um, but um, it recently received an upgrade, an update. Um, and actually received two uh, updates. Um. And uh, the way it works is, you know, you've, you can hold, I don't know, I have a set to, I just use the defaults on things, so I don't know if it can do more, but uh, it can hold up to 10 um, of your most recent uh, copy actions, uh, most recent clipboard actions. Um, and so then you can, you know, paste them and go through like the ones that you saved. And there's a little key command to bring it up. And then, you know, you can just go through them by hitting one, two, three, four, five, and it'll just give you like the first, the, the, the last one and the next last, you get what I'm saying. Right. Um, and then you can just paste those as you go along. So it's great for like, if you want to take a piece of this message and a little piece of, of this next one in, and you want to just be able to paste them, boom, 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 and boom, you can, you can do that and all through keyboard commands and it's, it's pretty straightforward. 
it will blow if someone is watching you use your computer like if you're sharing your screen over zoom you will blow their fucking mind yeah they'll go wait wait what was that when, how did you do that when you go two copies back and paste <laughs> what you copied and you didn't lose your clipboard contents because you have a record yeah, yeah you will blow yeah. their mind and well and you do it all like with your keyboard so they uh-huh. don't they just see this magic happen how did you just do that <laughs> what is this sorcery <laughs> this is very true um and i use it all the time and i didn't realize like how essential it was to me until it received an update um and the first recent update it received attempted to change that one two three four five selection behavior where you could kind of jump back through your things and as someone who just accepts defaults and then like something changes and like, I can't figure out, okay, <laughs> where was this in the readme? I don't remember this or like, where, where's the instructions for like, I, what am I doing now? And like, I was completely lost for several days. I was like, I don't know how to, how to use my Mac because I don't have this. Um, and it's not working the way that I expect. Um, and uh, then um, a little update came out like a couple of days later where <laughs> Uh, the developer, um, I'm not sure the developer's uh, name. Uh, um, Steve Cook. Steve uh, Cook, yeah. GitHub handles snark. Okay, there you go. He he uh, obviously released an update because he got that same, like, oh, what's happening to me from, like, several other uh, people and decided to change that behavior back uh, to the way that it was. Uh, as the default and that made my life a lot happier so jump cut <laughs> highly recommend it it's one of those little things that you'll start relying on and then when you do uh you're hooked um it's kind of like addiction um and the other things we you guys talk about <laughs> on the show um all right uh, the, the the next uh, other one that has received a recent update that i don't know like i haven't seen this written about anywhere because like <clears throat> you know I don't know. You all are old school. You'll remember back in the day uh, when Quicksilver was all the rage. Yes. yes. Oh my god! I yeah. almost started. I almost all. picked. I almost picked Quicksilver today just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, just yeah. for fun because it's the original. And, and give it the attitude. The, yeah, the graptitude. Absolutely. That always <laughs> me. Yeah. Anyway, well then, so um, Quicksilver is uh, well to call it like a, a, a launcher app is kind of wrong you know it's it's kind of along the alfred sort of you know it can do all sorts of things it can even do that fancy you know multiple clipboard, clipboard history thing yep uh i was gonna say i was gonna say i was gonna say i use i use alfred for mine but i've used jump cut in the past but right but exactly yeah and, and yeah and quick and quicksilver has it built in too but i i never really got the hang or the or the habit of using that one i really do mainly use it almost essentially for app launching and and finding documents and launching those quickly and whatnot. So are you Uh-oh. saying that Quicksilver is still an app? I actually I just looked s- this up. It is. It is still an app and it has a new steward. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, his name is Jonathan Levi and he reached out to me about a month ago. Uh, actually probably a little bit more, probably about six weeks ago saying, Hey, I, I, you know, I'm 
reaching out to you because I'm I'm kind of the new steward for Quicksilver, and we just updated it to like work on M1 Max and the whole nine yards. Holy shit! I'm looking at the update list. Right? Same, same. Yes, uh, and and it's it's back in action, and we have like, we have a good future plan for it, and we're going to take good care of it. And I know back in the day, um, I was I was told that between you and Merlin Mann. You know, uh, right? <laughs> that that you are the two that got Quicksilver like all the attention that it ever got, like you know. And I would really appreciate it if like you let folks know that hey, it's back in it's it's back in business, baby. Um, and so here I am fulfilling my promise. Quicksilver is now a 2.0 release, I believe. But no, he's very committed to it, uh, and uh, and uh, I mean, I couldn't be happier. And it literally came right at the time, right before I bought one of the new MacBook Airs. Uh, so it's like, oh my gosh, your timing couldn't have been more perfect because I am literally in need of this right now. Oh, um, man. Yeah, he says, uh, you know, um, well, my constant prodding, I finally managed to get them back under uh, the hood, and please inform me that Quicksilver 2.0 is now available. Uh, this release includes a ton of major updates and improvements with even more to come, but here are a few of my favorites. Support for Apple Silicon, uh, Zoom plugin for launching meetings, Twitter updated Twitter plugin, integration with Reminders app, ability to automatically update catalog results whenever you change files, uh, still 100% free, uh, and much, much more. Um, and he's, yeah, it seems like a really, uh, really decent and committed guy. Highly recommend it. So this is exciting. Like I'm a launch bar guy and I'm not switching anytime soon. Uh, Launch bar is just, I I know it so well, can't function without it, but I started with Quicksilver and the first time I heard of Merlin man was because of a Quicksilver post. Mm -hmm. And, and this is, this is like, I didn't become a Mac user until 2000. And for me, Quicksilver was like the first reason i thought oh my god max are amazing it was because of quicksilver so this is very exciting news that there's a 2.0 and i'm definitely going to try it i'm pretty sure i'll like i never yeah, like yeah. i've been yeah. using launch bar since before alfred existed i didn't switch to alfred like i love launch bar right. but holy shit yeah that's yeah well and that's I, I think that's kind of the thing right, right? You, you find that thing that works for you and you just want it to work forever and you don't ever want to switch mm-hmm. so this is definitely something for the people who uh, who have have been using quicksilver all this time i used it like even though it crashed all the time for me uh over the past year and a half i mean it was just it was hilarious whenever i would hit the key command for quicksilver and it wouldn't come up i then hit my remapped key command for spotlight and the only thing i used spotlight for was quicksilver enter (laughs) and to relaunch quicksilver after it crashed yeah it always literally when i use use spotlight to launch 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 bar yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yes, this is definitely for those people that are, you know, are married to Quicksilver and didn't realize that their wife got a new dress. <laughs> I, I, I I'd love say this. two things. One, brew install Quicksilver works. Um, and secondly, I'm not shitting you that I was going to make that my pick today. Um, oh my gosh. I, because whenever I do think about what kind of apps that I want to pick for this, 
this moment in our podcast, I end up thinking back to Quicksilver because it was, I was, I started with Max in 2002 Mm. and it was, it was my first experience as a Mac user with, with the developer essentially showing me, Hey, look at the shit you can do. There's stuff Mm -hmm. you can do here that they don't really, they don't have a way for you to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that felt so like subversive and fun. And, but also it just felt like natural. It just felt like it was, it was, it was a behavior that I, at once I used it, I couldn't believe it wasn't built into the computer already. Um, well, and, so and, I, and I will say fun. that part of, part of the fun about Quicksilver two was the mysteriousness behind the developer. If you remember that there was totally. this whole like, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. like mythos yep. behind like who, who actually Black created tree. this thing. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah. Um, Merlin Mann did a, did a whole thing about when he posted about Quicksilver about like, this is some shady developer. Like no one knows who this is, but they obviously have some dark magic they're working with here sort of <laughs> thing. And, and so that made it also kind of attractive and fun to use. You know, and un- yeah. unfortunately, the the new developer is a perfectly public white guy. So you know, no no no, no mystery there. <laughs> right, Underscore right, right. Y. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. So I got that reference. I'm gonna. Brett. <laughs> I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick Moom. I I was originally right. gonna pick Huda Spot. I'm gonna save it for another week. Unless I've already covered it, I've lost track already. But Moom, uh, also from many tricks like Name Mangler, is a window manager that it it has superseded all others for me. It gives me the ability to use the uh, the yellow, no, the green, and the traffic lights on a window. Uh, I can use that to draw where I want the window to appear on the screen. It gives me keyboard shortcuts to move a window to like the full left half of the screen, or the full right half of the screen. And it gives me the ability to take snapshots. So I get all of my windows for all of my open apps positioned exactly the way I want them split across the screen, across multiple screens the way I want them. I can save that snapshot, and then the next time all of those apps are running, I can choose that snapshot, which you can also do through Bunch, by the way, uh, and and it will automatically position all of those apps and all of their windows exactly the way I had them before. And it is to, to me, and, and I have some experience, I, I speak from a place of knowledge, it is the best window manager, um, Moom. Mm. That's my that's my that's my spiel. Mm. What is this voodoo about dragging? <laughs> I'm look, I have Moom. I can draw. I can draw exactly where I want this screen to go. It's amazing. It's that's awesome. Beautiful. And I, I can do it all with keyboard shortcuts too. I can hit Command. Uh, actually, I hit Hyperspace for me. And it pops up a grid on my screen, and I can just draw where I want the window to appear. It's awesome. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. All right, Christina. All right. So uh, great picks, and super excited that that Quicksilver is back because, like um, everyone mentioned, like that was kind of one of my OG like Mac user. Like once I went like full time on the Mac apps, and one of the things that really made me go be like 
this is the best. Um, okay, so this is actually a, a relatively new um, discovery for me. So I have, uh, for a lot of the video stuff that I have to do, which, which we talked about, sometimes that requires me converting things um, in and out of, of various codecs and whatnot. And so the best library to do that with would, would of course, be FFmpeg. Um, and FFmpeg can be really powerful uh, as, as kind of a, a, a converter package. But the problem is, is that the interface, even though I'm fairly adept, you know, in the terminal is ridiculously complicated and, and, and to like, remember what everything is that you're doing. It is, it is honestly, I don't have enough room in my brain to remember all that stuff. So I was looking for a good GUI, a good front end for FFmpeg. And I found one it's called FFworks. So the website is ffworks.net version three is out now. It's a, a Mac app. Um, it, that, uh, that uses the FFmpeg binary, but gives you a really great modern kind of front end. If you're wanting to convert your media, you can drag and drop things. If you're wanting to get more information about, you know, like what sorts of, of, of file formats you need to do. Um, if you need to add in, like you want to have uh, presets or, or add in subtitle support or, or do anything else. It's basically a really great way of, of using FFmpeg, but without having to know every single thing about the man page. Um, it's a, it was like 22 pounds. Um, I, I got the demo version and I really liked it and I was like, yeah, I'm buying this. So pounds. Did you just give a price in? Well, well that's, I, that, I thought that's we'd agreed on, on euros. I thought Sorry, it is euros, euros and it is euros. Podcast. I was wrong. So, 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 so it's 22 euros. I don't know what the, what the conversion Pounds is. sterling. Well, uh, actually, I don't know. I I, I can. I, oh no! Wait, wait! I wasn't dogging on the saying pounds. I actually forgot. <laughs> that. No, I'm I'm just saying we. I was pretending like we had an agreed upon regular currency that wasn't the U.S. dollar. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I, I I don't actually know what the. I mean, I can I can open up. I, I guess Alfred right now and say, uh, you know, like, um, I'm, you know, like I'm just gonna go to purchase to, now. It looks awesome. It won't let me with that interim email address. But yeah, no, I have published articles on my blog with like aliases you can add for FFmpeg because the command line options are insane. This makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's a great app. It's it's frequently updated, um, and uh, it, and so I I could not be more happy with this. It's from a company called OS Bytes, and and I don't really know much about them except that I, I think they're German. Um, so again, sorry for getting your currency wrong, um, but it is really really fantastic. This was a recent discovery of mine, and it has made doing a lot of the stuff that I do a lot easier. Because the fact of the matter is, like, you can use Compressor and you can use whatever Adobe's thing is and whatnot for converting video files. But a lot of times that doesn't honestly work as well, especially if you're dealing with web video stuff. Um, like that, those things are really optimized for a lot of pro workflows. And even a lot of those workflows, the dirty secret is they're usually using FFmpeg somewhere under the hood. Um, but uh, for, for me, for the stuff that I, I want to do, especially quickly, um, this has been really, really useful. And so I'm a really big fan. So that's $23.24 in USD. Yep. I will also I will also throw in a mention. Um, so there's a, a developer that makes an app called Downy, which is basically... Yes, uh, it's YouTube DL or yeah, YouTube it's DLP. YouTube yeah. They also make an app called Permute, which is yes. basically uh, FF. It is. It is. And Permute is great. Here's my only issue with Permute. Permute is slow. 
Um, mm, and it is. It, it, it is slow, and and it. I think that if if uh, if Charlie Monroe, um, the developer, I think that if if he were able to maybe use whatever FFmpeg he's got under the bus, if he were to upgrade it um, to be compiled with some different um, uh, flags, it might be better. But this was actually what led me to finding a replacement to that because I, I don't I don't want to in any way like like shit on the work for me because it's a beautiful app and it works really well and Downy is incredible and is one of those apps that if you're not a setup user it's worth the the price to, to just buy it because but if you are a setup user but if you are a setup have. user it's included exactly and then Permute is as well but I was running into some problems where I was downloading okay so what happens sometimes is that if you're downloading things from YouTube I, ironically this. I'll just give the elongated backstory. I was downloading something from YouTube. It was downloading in um, WebP and or WebM or whatever that the, the um, WebM, you know, yeah. uh, whatever format you know um, uh, YouTube uses. And I needed it in an MP4, and it was just going to take like forever to do it on my M1 um, in um, in Permute. And I did it, but I was like looking. I was like, okay, this is. I've run into this a number of times now. And I, same, I, I need something same. faster. And and so I was like, well, I could just feed this through and have aliases because I do have some aliases for some FFmpeg commands. Like I have one that'll create um, an MP4 from an animated um, GIF um, and some other things. But, you know, that's just, I was like, I need to find, a. there has to be an alternative. And that was when I found FFworks. And I was like, I did a side-by-side and there's just no comparison in terms of the 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 speed so nice. permute is great and is beautiful but this is a lot faster it also has features like there's a watch folder support so if you have certain actions you wanted to automatically happen you know by having something in a specific folder you can set that up so it can be scripted I think I um I anyway I I, I discovered this like like two or three weeks ago and I'm a really big fan so if you're looking for something that's faster then permute and is not going to make you want to kill yourself like the FFmpeg syntax. This is, <laughs> right. this is for you. All right. So what I really appreciated about Christina's last episode of download for GitHub was she, she said in a GitHub sponsored YouTube video that she pronounces it GIF. So did. Silent, silent raise of hands. No one will be outed here. Who says GIF? I say GIF GIF. Gif Gif. All right. Mm-hmm. Who says GIF? Okay. All right. We have we have a pretty even split here with Jeff playing both sides. Yep. Get a little <laughs> I both do, sides did some from there's Jeff. The, there's like a rabbinical story about a guy's on the field and he doesn't have his prayer book, he doesn't know how to pray, and the rabbi says, Well, next time that happens, recite the alphabet and God will order the words. So I do that <laughs> with the Gif Gif. <laughs> You know, God knows, God knows what I'm referring to. <laughs> I, I honestly, I will, I will no longer go to the mat over this. I don't give a shit what people say, but I personally, I personally am a GIF guy, and it was very nice to hear Christina say that she also says GIF. Yeah, Reconfirming yeah. Your, your, I will, choice I will not, I will not get into this fight on social media or elsewhere. Yeah, no, I, you can I say agree GIF. With you. I don't care. I, I agree with you, you know, <laughs> I, I, but I won't even correct you anymore. I used to, but I won't now. Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely. I know what you meant. I, 
intention was there. I know what your intention was. Totally. You know, and I, and I even had people in, in the comments already who were like making <laughs> making things about it. And they're like, oh, I'll do it with my giraffics. And I was like, cool, well, I'll drink it with my gin. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, like, like, like. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Yep. That is exactly how that I also goes. I also do that with Gillian Welch. I say Gillian Gillian Welch. Uh, I, yeah, and, and you're right, and, 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 I, and I think it is Gillian, isn't it? I think it is Gillian. Yes, yeah. it is Gillian. I think yeah. I finally figured that out. Yes. Yeah. Or, I'm, or if I'm you're always going to say Jillian. I'm Gee always going to say Jillian, and she can deal with it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> She's never going to be on this podcast. <laughs> this is true. I'd be happy to have her on. Um, all right, <laughs> should we wrap Patrick, this up? Patrick, Patrick, yeah. thanks for being here today. Thank you, Patrick. Oh, no, it, it, it totally was my honor and pleasure. And uh, I mean, I, I can't even believe I I get to, like, know you people, let alone be in the same podcast room with you. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm seriously blown I, away. I feel much the same way. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't mean to fanboy a bit here, but, you know, Brett knows how I feel about him because we've we've known each other for, for quite some time. Um, and uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, Jeffrey. But uh, Christina Warren, I, I wasn't joking. I was yeah. hey. I, I've, I really have been following your work for quite some time and, and you're kind of a rock star ish to me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who, who thinks that, like, you know, like, OK, you can have your Foo Fighters or whatever, uh, you know. I, I'm a fan of tech journalists. Thank you very much. <laughs> so like, you know, oh, like, you know, you. you know, Leo Laporte, some God to me, you know, or like, you know, I mean, like, you know, it's like that kind of level of, of fanboyism when it comes to tech journalists. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That makes me feel so, that's so great. That's like, oh, that's so nice of you. And and I feel so completely undeserving of that, but thank you so much. That's, <laughs> it, was, it was great talking with you. Um, and, and thank you for all the work that you're doing, you know, um, and, and by, by, your advocacy and and it's so important so keep that up thank you guys for what you're doing we didn't get a chance to talk about what jeff is doing yeah um but i really feel like i need to connect you to uh outside of this podcast because i think you would take a real interest in what jeff is working on right now as well I think you would too, from just what little um, I I, I heard from Patrick and the stuff that you work on. I think that a lot of the Jeff's research project, you guys definitely need to connect after this pod. You can, can, you guys uh, should get, you guys live in, we can do that. Okay. Different cities, but we can meet meet in the river. Yeah. Well, I come (laughs) over to this side of the river a lot. I mean, when you live in St. Paul, you kind of are forced to do that. Now I live (laughs) in St. Paul. I'm going to get you two together eventually. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do that. (laughs) All right. Hey, everybody, get some sleep. Get some sleep. (laughs) Get some sleep. God knows I could use some. (laughs) (laughs) The system is going down now.